Welcome back to another episode of the Accounting Twins Podcast. My name is Becky. And I'm Norma. And we're so glad to have you back today. So in this episode, Norma and I are going to do quite a bit of talking about a lot of different things. That's we're what this usually about. is. <laughs> okay, yeah. Okay. Okay, true. But I'm going to be talking about working with different managers and how to, you know, make yourself adaptable to people so you can be a good helper. Norm's going to talk about her master program. I'm going to talk about an epiphany that I have had within my past few weeks of work. Imposter syndrome, my favorite topic. And yeah, Norm's going to continue talking about grad school and CPAs <laughs> and same old, same old with her. <laughs> so as we've said, the first thing we're going to talk about is learning how to work under different managers. So as I said, I am in a rotational program. So while I do report under one person, I also work a ton with everybody else on the team just to dip my toes in the areas. And I'm also someone that everybody can be like, Becky, are you doing any work? Like, if not, I have something for you. So I have worked with well over five or six different seniors and managers in the past two months. So I am very much so working with a lot of different people who have a lot of different teaching styles. So what I've learned is to adapt. It's kind of like when you're going to a different class and every teacher is different. Ain't that right, Norma? Oh my gosh, yes. There's just always a different type of like teaching style or communication style. It's, in my opinion, difficult. Yes. In two months, I have learned how to change myself to each manager, not like changing who I am. Obviously, we don't want to do that. We want to be real. But like, I'm changing and adapting to how they are teaching. So some of them are very much hands-on. They'll stay with me for a few examples, and some of them are like one and done. And me personally, I liked my hand to be held a little bit. I still want the training wheels on. And some people are just not like that. And that's not anybody's fault. So I'm just having to learn how to adapt myself to everybody and to everything. And it's honestly like, it's easy, but it's also kind of hard, if that makes sense. Like, in hindsight, it should be easy to be able to go up to a different manager or a different senior and learn from them. But in retrospect, like, it's honestly kind of difficult to be able to try to change your learning style because, like, I know how I learn best, but this is about them teaching me, so I'm going to learn in whichever way they want because they are the ones teaching me. Is there like a specific way that one of them teaches you that you just cannot grasp? Yes, I have worked with somebody who is pretty much like, a, I'm going to show you how I'm doing the task, then I'm going to hand it off to you and let's see if you can do it. So I have been working on this one task in Excel and I don't even know how to go into it without talking about things I don't want to talk about slash can't talk about, but pretty much it's this thing where like all the entries are very similar however the root problem behind the entry they're all different so you could teach me 10 different ways to do 10 different problems and it's not gonna follow the next problem it's gonna be completely different so like every single problem has a completely different answer so it's really hard to learn like that and i understand that is something that's really hard to teach but at the same time i and like very inexperienced with some of the work going on. So like, I am so confused. So it seems like part of it is like, maybe they could teach you, I guess how to problem solve. Like this is the process of what you're doing. Here's how I came to this conclusion, not showing you what to do, but why you did it rather than. 
So yeah, it seems that's a like, really good point. So it seems like that needs to be adjusted, but then also you probably just could work on trying to figure that out by yourself, but it seems yeah. like you need to be prompted more in a sense. No, I agree. I will say, like, they want me to problem solve, and it's okay if I fail a few times, but the thing is, for the task that I'm doing, to be able to figure it out, you have to use multiple different platforms, and I still don't know those platforms very well at all. Like, they're so difficult, so intricate, so it's hard for me to do the tasks because I'm having a hard time knowing where to go in each platform, like going from A to B to C to D, back to B, back to go now F. So it's kind of confusing <laughs> in that sense. Like, I wish I could just like share my screen and show you, but I can't. And it's really confusing. I honestly like cried last week <laughs> after I got off call with somebody, not because what they said was confusing, but because the work itself was mind boggling and I didn't know what to do. And it was also just like, I had tried so many times and I kept failing that I was just like, all right, I'm done. I'm calling it quits. I'm going to take a chill pill and cry for about five minutes. So that's interesting that you bring it up because in my communications class this past week, we talked about everyone's different learning styles. Like if they are dominant, conscientious, um, all that jazz. And I'm more of a conscientious learner. So one of the activities that we, I'm pronouncing conscientious right, I swear. And if not, I'm not going to change it because I will never learn how to say it. But basically, we all learned what type of personality type we were, and then we had an activity to figure out, okay, well, this is how I communicate with a dominant personality style or how they're going to communicate with me. So it feels like that would actually be beneficial to you because I know you took those personality tests at the beginning of the year yeah. to really, I guess, use those and maybe just have a more layman's, like, simple term of it. So it's not as yeah. complicated. So then you can figure out how to communicate with others. More. Yeah. No, I agree. My personality test did tell me how I do like to be interacted with and how I should interact with people based off of who I am. And it was really good. And yes, I do agree. There are literally sometimes I go to my boss and I go, I need you to explain this like stupid people terms. Not because I don't get it, but because I just want to know the overarching picture and I want it to be in stupid person terms so I can like put my brain cells together on it. It seems like you can definitely say that to your boss, but if you said like you're working with like the five or six other people, you probably need to start out or somehow be like, oh, th this way that I'm being taught, it's not really connecting with me. Is there another way that you could possibly teach me how to do this? That might mean be a that's little a, effective. It that's is a not really saying, good idea. And it's not saying like their teaching style is bad, but it's just not beneficial to you. Yeah, no, that's actually a really good point on how to word that because... Like I've said, not everybody teaches the same, so it takes a little while for my brain to work. I feel like my brain is playing ping pong with each other and like the brain cells are the the pingers and the pongers and the balls and that's not what it's called, but that's <laughs> what it is in my brain. Yeah, so I agree. I'm just living the dream lately. Yeah, I'm not. I've been stressed. So while Becky's life has been going good, mine has, it hasn't been going bad, but it has not been going good. <laughs> If you follow along on our Twitter, you'll see that, I don't maybe like two weeks ago, oh, so basically a week before we recorded this, I cut my hair off by a foot, and it's now really short. <laughs> and that's how I dealt with my stress. It's just been, it's just been going, like studying for the CPA is like trying to get back on track because I had a tax exam and that took up so much of my time to study for, but trying to get back on track and making really good study habits is becoming, I guess, a little, it's not difficult, but it's a lot of self-discipline. I know I said this in the last episode. It's a lot of self-discipline being like, okay, Norma, like, no, you're not going to go read for an hour because you don't want to study. You actually need to study. 
oh no, you're not gonna like go hang out with friends tonight because yes, you probably deserve a break, but you do need to like study a little more. So that's just a little bit difficult, but grad school and like grad school itself is I, in my opinion, going great. I did have a little skerfuffle in my communications class. Skerfuffle? Which is kind of funny. A skerfuffle. <laughs> it's, so I'm doing well in all my classes, which I, we will get to talk about that on another thing. But my communications class has been a little bit more of a struggle for me because I'm not going to lie, I'm not the best communicator in the sense I'm a huge over-communicator. I can talk off the walls. I, if I have a memo or an email, I will write like no other. So like that was evident in my communications class and I was not getting good grades. I was getting like C's and D's. So I just really started going to office hours, like every single assignment, going to my professor and being like, okay, here's the, like, can you give me some feedback? Okay. And then afterwards, if I, once I get the feedback and I work on it, I'm going to be like, can you look over this? I want to make sure that I interpreted what you said correctly, but also anything else I thought I need to fix can get fixed. And it's actually turning out really well. My professor has commented on multiple of my papers, like in the feedback saying, I'm so surprised how much of an improvement you have made within the past like month in such a short period of time. Because like I said, I was getting C's and D's on assignments and now I'm getting 100% and I'm one of the only people in class who does that. So it's just showing that like, sometimes you just have to put a lot more effort in. And I know, like I said earlier in this podcast and how we said in, even in season one and last season, I don't want to be a straight A student. I don't really want to get a lot of A's this year. I would like to focus on my CPA exams. But communications class, along with my audit class, I really want to get A's in. Because, as well, like I said, like, communications, I'm horrible at. And audit is, I want to be an auditor. <laughs> I have to say, you said interpreted earlier instead of interpreted. And I've been giggling here to myself the entire time. But anyways, um... <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, I have read some of Norma's papers before. Like freshman, sophomore, <sighs> junior, senior year. I don't think she knows how to use a comma. She she's really used them good too at many writing. times. She's really <laughs> good at writing. Like she knows how to get all of her stuff from her brain to the paper, but sometimes she might write too much. I mean, it's better to have too much than not enough, but like when you have those silly word counts, like you gotta get down. And also there's some ways you can say things more effectively. So yes. I agree. There has been a very large improvement in Norma in the past year, let alone in the past two months. So I'm proud of you, sis. I'm learning to be a lot more clear and concise in my words. And it's, it's honestly been pretty helpful. So I can visually see all of my improvements that I'm making in my communications class. And I'm really excited about that because that's going to help me with the exam part in BCE where I have to do my writing because I was so nervous about that. But now I think I can actually do pretty well on it. But studying for BCE in itself is becoming a little difficult because it's so much information. And I understand, like, you don't have to be good at everything. But I still, like, I want to overstudy for my first exam just because I don't know how the exam is actually going to be. So that's a, that's how it's going to be. Oh, my gosh. That's how it's going to be. <laughs> like the bees that you want in school. It's going to be. Like a business bee. Sorry. Yeah. I had that in my brain. <laughs> <laughs> so... The next thing I want to talk about is something Norm and I both struggle with. Because we are twins, we struggle with similar things. Imposter syndrome. I think we've talked about this before, but this has been really evident to me in my work lately. And it's mostly because, like I said, I have been going from manager to manager to senior to manager. Like, I'm working under so many different people. So I am not comfortable enough with myself to ask them, hey, how do you think I'm doing? Because 
I have been struggling on work, like I've said, and I'm just, I don't like negative feedback. Norm and I have talked about this before, but I also need words of affirmation. That's what I like. I love words of affirmation. And I don't want to be needy and be like, oh my gosh, can you tell me I'm doing a good job? Like, you just need validation. Validation and words of affirmation. So, and it's pretty evident, like, how we talked about, even in last season, we just need validation. That's why we loved school, because we got academic validation. So I can't imagine how difficult it is not getting, I guess, like a report card or a GPA based off of how you're performing at work. You're kind of just knowing if you do it correctly or not exactly and the only way i'm testing my knowledge is doing the task right away and typically when i do that task it is done for the quarter in the sense like we have to do all these things to get up to quarter close so you're only doing it a few times maybe there are different entities and everything but i'm only doing it a few times so i'm not able to sit down and perfect it like if i were in school where i could just continue doing problems until i got my answers right so I've just been struggling with that. And I know that I'm doing a good job. I am giving everything 120%. Like, I know that. I'm asking questions and I am being vulnerable, but I am not getting as much verbal validation and affirmation as I personally need, which is a lot. So it's not saying that they aren't giving it to me. It's just I am like really high up in what I need. <laughs> Weren't you telling me about how one of your coworkers like screenshots her feedback whenever she needs it. Yes. In a sense. Yes. Thank you. That's what it was. So I was talking to somebody else who's a year above me in my program. And I pretty much was telling her like, hey, like, I really struggle with imposter syndrome. Like, I've had this for years. It's like something that really hinders me and I don't know what to do. And she goes, whenever somebody sends me a nice message and compliments me for doing great work, she snips it, like she screen snips it, and then she puts it in a Word document. That way when she's having a bad day, she just goes back and looks through all of her positive affirmations of, you are a great employee, you did a great job on the task, you ask so many good questions, just stuff like that, which I think Norma and I should both do. Even if it's like Norma's like snipping something, like, oh my God, you did so great an improvement on your communications essay, woohoo. <laughs> yeah. So while Becky has been struggling with imposter syndrome at work, I don't necessarily think I'm struggling from imposter syndrome, but I'm just going to be real for everyone who has listened. I'm not naturally smart. Like, naturally smart. I know I'm smart. I study my ass off to be smart. I'm sorry for the explicitive, but whatever. <laughs> but, like, I'm not naturally smart. I'm not, I guess, intuitive in a sense. I really have to apply myself and study constantly and really just really put myself out there and just heads down studying all the time so then I can become smart and then I can apply myself. But the hard part that I'm struggling with school and doing my CPAs at the same time is because I'm not naturally smart, I'm having to spend so much time studying and retaining information and it's just burning me out because I'm sure everyone knows whenever you're getting ready to start studying for the CPA exams and they tell you how much time you sp should spend per exam, it's like, oh, 120, 160 hours. No, I'm at like 50 and 60 hours and I'm barely a third of the freaking way through for BEC. So that's just becoming a little frustrating because I have so much to do. But I also wanted to bring this because if there's students who are listening to this, it is okay that you don't have to be naturally smart. I'm not smart. 
not naturally smart, but I apply myself so much and I put in so much effort into what I'm doing. So to where I've had a successful career for my age. I agree. So I think that it may be why you're struggling a little bit right now because you have so many things on your plate that you have to put extra effort in to understand them and there just aren't enough hours in the day for you to do that. No, there's not. But luckily right now I'm on some new medications to help treat my anxiety and it's keeping me up late at night. So when I'm up late at night, I just study and then it makes me less anxious. So then that works. <laughs> you know, I don't think that's how it should work, but to each their own. <laughs> oh yeah, but then like after like a week or two of getting six hours of sleep, I crashed. So like on Friday night, I cried, I cried to Becky calling her because I had a mental breakdown because I was just crying because I was so tired and had so much to do. So that's the downside. But on the bright side, I've been up from like 1 to 6 a.m. the past like three or four nights just Ugh. studying because I'm just up randomly. I she... fell asleep at 8 p.m. the other night. <laughs> oh my gosh. So I went down to Tucson this past weekend because I miss my parents so much. And I was like, Norma, come have dinner with us. So she came and had dinner with us and she wasn't planning on spending the night. But she ended up doing it anyways. She went to bed at like 7, 8 o'clock and she was out like a light. Yes, she woke up at like one or two for like a handful of hours, but I am telling you, it was like watching a sleeping baby. She was like, it was, mm. it was the most blissful sleep I had. I took a crap load of melatonin and knocked <laughs> out until 1am. <laughs> but sorry, now that I mention it, to get a little bit more serious, mental health, like I have anxiety, that is not a bad problem. It's okay. I work through it and I think it's important that we're going to first to discuss it on this platform to show how two successful people do struggle with something, but how we're pushing through it. Like, you can get through it. You can go talk to people, get medications. Like, it's not something that you have to talk about behind closed doors. We're discussing it openly on this podcast. Agreed. I learned one thing. Okay, well, I've learned a lot of things throughout college, but one really important thing to me I learned was mental health is very, very important, especially to our generation. And so I had a hard time, like, junior year when I was going through the ringer. I wasn't even, like, driving the struggle bus. I was freaking conducting that thing. I was telling the struggle, everybody. Becky, the struggle bus was driving you. <laughs> Literally, I was being dragged by that struggle bus. And so I had a really hard time opening up about my mental health to anybody. And now I'm, like, very, very, very open about it. And I think that's super important to talk about because, like, not to, like, be super upfront but norma's mental health has declined while studying for the cpas not because yes. it is the cpa <laughs> i want everybody to know it is not because of the cpas but it is just norma and her internal ability to juggle all of the things she's doing so she's getting help for that i've gotten help for stuff too you should see my prescriptions norma got me some like a little claw machine to take one of my prescriptions out with it it's really cool <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but I think it's great that we're just talking about this because if you're a student or even an adult and you're in the business world and you're thinking that you have it, don't That's okay. be ashamed of it. It's fine. My medication has helped me so much. I have not been as anxious of a person. You should have seen me the first month of school. It was horrible. It was really bad. But now we're doing great. Exactly. Besides, like, you know, not getting any sleep. <laughs> like, anxiety is nothing to be ashamed of or something you want to keep hidden like everybody has some length of anxiety there's just only so much we can internally handle ourselves and then that's when we need an outside factor like medication to help us if we need it 
if you don't need it, props to you. If you need it, also props to you because we are all fabulous in our own ways. And my medication helps make me more fabulous. It just adds more pizzazz to I our know, life. Right? <laughs> so while we end off this episode of the Accounting Twins podcast, I need advice from you guys, significant advice. Because as we were talking about my communications class, I have a lot of work that I need to do on my writing skills, but also my presentation skills. I know in the last episode I said, oh my God, wow, I can talk on a podcast and I'm so totally fine. But presenting in front of people, no, I cannot do. I get so nervous. I forget half of what I'm going to say in my presentation. That's supposed to be five minutes or 15 minutes ends up being five. I would love to hear your guys' advice on how to, I guess, lessen those nerves and become a better presenter. Yes, because this podcast is like Norma and I talking to each other, but mm -hmm. presenting in front of a class to a professor, if you're at a business panel for an interview, like that is 10 times worse. Yeah, it's, I'm just not that great at it. So if anyone has any best habits or skills or just advice on how to be a better presenter, that would be great. Because like I said, the two classes I'm focusing on that I really do want to perform well in are auditing and communication. So especially for this communications class, if you have any advice on how to be a great communicator, please let me know. Exactly. I would love that. Me too. I sometimes have to do small presentations for work and I am still terrified. And now it's a real world business application. So you can't go back if you screw up. Oh well. I mean, you could just press back on the PowerPoint and be like, oops, I forgot this. Oops, but anyways, <laughs> thank you guys for listening again. We are so glad to have you here with us. Remember, be great. It's okay to be anxious. And you are all fabulous. <laughs> thank you. I know I'm fabulous. You're fabulous too, Becky. I am very fabulous. Well, I'm going to go eat some enchiladas for dinner. I hope you guys, I mean, I, if you're listening to this at night, have a great night. If you're not, have a great day. But we'll see you next time on the Italian Trump Podcast.